Welcome to A Passion to Serve. My name is Don Kutnicki and I'm the host of the podcast. I've spent the majority of my professional career developing and implementing policies and programs to help break the vicious cycle of poverty that too many people endure. With A Passion to Serve, I bring you stories of individuals from all walks of life who are working towards similar goals and objectives. During our interviews, we discuss employment and training programs, Head Start services, financial literacy instruction, and so much more. And of course, I also speak to the people who are utilizing these programs to help create a better life for themselves and their families. I hope you decide to join me and learn about these amazing people who all have a passion to serve. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of A Passion to Serve. Today, I'm speaking with Veronica Dipati, Housing and Urban Development Grant Manager and Housing Education Specialist for the Michigan State Housing Development Authority, or MISHTA. Veronica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Don. I appreciate the opportunity in being with you today. Yeah. That's kind of a, quite the all, all kinds of long words and acronyms, and we're just going to have to break it down into what exactly it is that you do and all the good things that Mr. is responsible for. Um, where I would like to start, Veronica, is what led you on this path? How did you get involved with the Michigan State Housing Development Authority? Yeah, thank you. I started with MISHTA five years ago in January. It was my fifth anniversary with the team, but prior to that, I uh, have over 20 years in nonprofit uh, background and management experience, and t- the past 10 years, nearly a decade prior to joining MISHTA, I worked for uh, what we would call a housing counseling agency, and I worked up at uh, True North CNA. CNH Center for Nonprofit Housing, which is located up in Nuego County, and we served eight counties up there. And I started off uh, nearly a decade ago as an entry-level housing counselor and uh, working with the pre-purchase home, home buyer program and overseeing the, uh, at that time, home purchase rehab, taking single-family homes and helping people to purchase it and make the necessary renovations to make it a, a safe and, and good home for them. And then from there was within six years uh, promoted to the executive director position of the nonprofit. And so just working with a variety of experience, uh, whether it be single family home purchase to uh, foreclosure counseling, uh, financial empowerment centers, and multifamily housing as well as homeless programming. So it's a vast amount of experience that I had there at that agency. And when I came on board with Mishta, that's a that's a background that I brought with me that I felt was important for the job is is being able to represent housing counseling agencies because I've been on the front lines of the work that they do. Well, there's a really nice article that you shared with me, too, that really began, and you had a nice example of a couple who were in their 20s, and they had kids under the age of 10, and how could you help them move on to those next stages that were so important to them and for their family to really create the kind of life that they wanted to have, so... Yeah, it was uh, one of those stories that will always be near and dear to my heart. You know, I had helped countless home, um, you know, families and individuals reach the threshold in their finish line of becoming a homeowner. But this family was was most important to me. They were living, uh, I served in a very rural area. 
and they were living in a single wide mobile home trailer where you could literally see sunlight through the walls and ceiling. And they had no running water. They were trying to raise their family with bringing buckets of water from the neighbors next door or running a hose during the non-winter months. And they just had a dream of, you know, getting to the home, you know, home ownership uh, field, which would be the first time they were both uh, either displaced growing up and, and kind of couch surfing growing up, or they would be, uh, um, you know, renters growing up, their parents. And so for both of them, they became the first generation of homeowners and really changing the legacy for their family, not just in the way of securing a safer home for them, but but really it's more importantly because now their children are going to be growing up in a better environment than what they did. Well, and it was such a nice story too that from the kind of living conditions that they were in to a beautiful three bedroom home that they were yeah. able to share with their family. And as you know, Telmon Corporation, we have a housing and financial empowerment line of business where we provide housing counseling services. And it never ceases to amaze me the importance of information and education and how powerful that is to yes. give people those tools. Um, you know, sometimes there's financial assistance and support that's available, but I think having someone that can share with them that information, someone that they can rely on and trust to walk them through that process is so important. Yeah. Um, can you share with me through your experiences with uh, the Michigan State Housing Development Authority or MISHTA some of the different services that your agency provides and what you're responsible for? I think you're absolutely, I'd be honored to, and I think you hit one of the key words, Don, is, is empowerment, and, and it's really being able to empower for themselves. Uh, not just in the home purchase field, which is the largest transaction that somebody can truly make, but really just making sure that their housing is secured. So MISHA offers a variety of programs, and one of the ones that we have been most known for is our home purchase uh, program, home buyer education. That is, you know, MISHA's been uh, with the program for over 20 years, uh, nearing 25 now. And since that time, that is our longest running program. And, you know, pre-purchase group education is something that, as I shared, has been our longest running services. And I believe it's, it's almost like getting your PhD and buying a house. And, and, and it's more than just a checkbox. I mean, obviously, like you shared, there's financial resources and support available, but it's making sure that, um, individuals and families, future home buyers, are absolutely ready and empowered to uh, know exactly what their affordability is, what the type of home is going to be, works well for their family, and making sure that they understand even just the laws that protect them as a buyer. And so, you know, with that, oftentimes folks uh, will attend the group education class and they're like, Wow, I, I think I've got some work to do. I feel like maybe my credit isn't quite ready or they may have been a pass off because one of the things that's so important is our counseling agencies have a relationship with their local lenders and realtors offices. And so if a mortgage office has to offer a mortgage denial because they're not quite ready. It's a softer pass off and a softer no when that can be, uh, the torch can be passed, so to speak, to a, a HUD certified housing counselor and to say they're there to make that denial into an approval for you. And that's where the individual, uh, 
housing counseling comes in, pre-purchase counseling. They will work with them on establishing a household budget or improving savings and decreasing debt and improving their credit scores. So as I shared, that, that denial can turn into an approval. But, you know, our services continue, so. Well, and... And when you initially started talking about some of your prior experience working for a nonprofit in rural areas, that obviously is near mm-hmm. and dear to my heart and what we do here at Telemont Corporation. Yes. And um, it has been fascinating to me how um, a lot of the people that we have worked with, and sometimes we've worked with students in a variety of roles in providing housing counseling services, financial literacy instruction, because mm-hmm. we're working with the farm worker population, they're oh, sharing yes. that information on to their parents, to other relatives and family members. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't, well, you probably would believe it, how often they are able to correct and make better decisions financially for themselves that they wouldn't have known otherwise. It's just opening up a completely new realm. And in something that I find really exciting, there was an, another article that came out recently, and the title is Mr. Awarded Largest Ever Housing Counseling Grant. Isn't that great news? Yay. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It is. Yes. Yes. As the grant writer, it was a very big, you know, celebration for me. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's it's really through the partnership of our counseling agencies who provide a variety of services. And what I like to say is that the services are customized to meet the needs of the communities that they serve. And HUD is a big partner in this, in ensuring that the funds come into the state of Michigan. And, you know, we've worked really hard every year. We, we continue to grow in our in the amount that we're awarded. And I think it's because we try to be very innovative, but we also really loop in HUD in a variety of ways into thinking outside the box in the way that we do our service delivery. You know, we've had, uh, as you mentioned, you know, we have many agencies who work with migrant populations, or we have rural areas where the don't have the access to broadband internet. And so whether it's agencies up in the UP of Michigan, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, who is having drive-in counseling services at the United Way office in the parking lot because they're expanding their internet Wi-Fi signal into the parking lot, or another agency getting a whole, you know, purchasing uh, hotspots and tablets for clients to borrow, allowing them to apply for a variety of services. It's that kind of innovation and foresight that really I gets kudos to our agencies, to be very honest. I mean, I like to say that our, our nonprofit organizations are the wheels of my car and I go nowhere without them. And so my job is to help share their story to make this funding happen. Well, and it was interesting to me um, prior to the interview, I, I wanted to do a little bit of background, a little bit of research. And, you know, some of the things that you brought to my attention, I was able to, to look into a little bit further is that MISTA, that we're the first state housing finance agency. And we've had a lot of firsts in the state of Michigan because yes. of how forward thinking that we've been. Can you tell me a little bit about the interagency mentoring or the mentorship program? Yeah. So... Coming from over 20 years of nonprofit background, you know, the experience I've always had is that there has been an underlining 
feeling of of competition, especially right. when it comes to grant funding. But yet there's really no competition at all. In fact, what we've done, uh, my partner Tara Gilman and I have really tried to do over the last few years is create this interagency mentorship program amongst all of our housing counseling agencies throughout the state of Michigan. So what we've been able to do is build that trust, break down those walls and barriers, and now it has led to monthly coffee clutch connections. That's very casual. Uh, We also have agencies uh, who are inviting other agencies who are interested maybe the way that they've designed a program or a type of class or service and they're investigating. They share curriculum. They created study groups. If there's a counselor that needs uh, mentorship and, and, and training on, on the job training, we have other agencies stepping forward to say, come on, sit in on a class, sit in on a counseling session with us. And, you know, reaching out about various technology concerns and frustrations and pain points. I don't have all the answers, but my job is to help facilitate them in getting those answers. And this mentorship program has done that. Well, you know, it's really, I'm glad that you brought that up because I've been in this realm for going on about 10 years for the most part. And I do remember it was much more pronounced to me early on that there were there were like little fiefdoms and yeah. and it was really hard to break through that and ultimately you know our potential <clears throat> excuse me our potential clients are the one that's that that really um, were not served well enough because of that atmospheric yeah. competition and as you were talking and I was thinking that because you come from a non-private background along with you know, breaking through some of that competition, what were some of the other barriers that you had to go through? I know from personal experiences and with nonprofits, especially if they're a little bit smaller, yeah. um, you're like an office person of one or, or a very small number of people. So what are some of those other things based on your nonprofit experience that are really important for you when you're collaborating with some of your other partner agencies? Yeah, so I think a, cu- a couple of things I can bring to light here is, you know, when you work in a nonprofit field, it doesn't matter. The CEO right down to the entry-level staff person is really on the same same wavelength. Right. Um, we all pitch in and and set up tables and chairs if necessary, right along with the CEO. It's 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 all hands on deck, and that is the spirit mentality, and that is something that I've tried to bring in on a daily basis into the work that I have and really trying to bridge that gap even between HUD and our agencies as well. So having our HUD representative that represents MISHTA, um, our HUD point of contact, attend monthly meetings with us and allowing me to be that first point of technical assistance to our agencies to help you know, uh, the process of HUD and helping them so that their workload isn't so great, but it helps to provide that direct technical assistance to our agencies. Um, so it's broke, you know, it, it broke a lot of barriers. But I think the other piece is I hope that the spirit of what we've created here in Michigan can be utilized and, and, um, inspire other state housing finance agencies. And so one of the things that I've done is created a collaboration amongst other 
uh, state housing finance agencies uh, who also administer and oversee housing counseling programming themselves. And so we have a number of about five states right now and growing that we get together once a month and we collaborate. How exciting. Well, I just know that having um, the representation, someone who can talk directly about <laughs> HUD-related services and yeah. for maybe people who aren't as familiar, HUD stands for Housing and Urban Development. Um, mm -hmm. Having that type of um, information available and someone that can talk directly to that is very important. I also know, as you just completed not too long ago, that huge proposal that brought in additional monies for housing counseling services, right. um, data, data, data. You know, we need to yes. have that information. We need to be able to demonstrate what type of impact that we are having. And you shared with me some really important information that there is housing counseling program impact data. And that's both, it can be looked at on a national basis and it also can be broken down by state. Can Correct. you tell me more about how you are utilizing that data and how other partner agencies can benefit from access to that information? Absolutely. So the data is located on HUD's main website called uh, HUD Exchange. And this website is really the go-to uh, webpage for any HUD program, not just housing counseling program that we're speaking of today, but homeless and the like. And you're absolutely right. Historically, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, has, has utilized data in, in what I would be honest to say is in weak ways, was the money served and how many people were served. Right. But we all know that when it comes to funding, whether it comes from the Hill on the federal side or even the small community foundation grants or bank grants, people want to know the impact and the real story that's happening. So the work that is being done is now being showcased in new ways. And this is being reported by every housing counseling agency uh, throughout the nation. And so, as you shared, this impact can be uh, downloaded. The numbers of the impact can be shared and viewed both at a national level as well as a state level. And it's important for nonprofit organizations to really pull on this data because you know, as I, I've written grants for nearly 20 years, I've been a grant writer, and I can tell you that you can answer the question, then you can really answer the question and what, what the funder's looking for. And being able to show the true level of impact, not just from a numerical standpoint, but an economic standpoint and from a family standpoint, that's what sets you apart. Well, and I just think from, once again, from the perspective of the nonprofit, to have access to that information that's regularly available to you just makes how you're functioning so much easier. And to have the support and the recognition and, and you know, your monthly coffee talks are fantastic just to sit, <laughs> Thank you. you know, and, and find out what's going on and air out some grievances and then kind of get down to, okay, what are we here for? What is it that we need to yeah. really focus in on? And it's just been wonderful. Veronica, where can people learn more about MISHTA programs and services? Absolutely. Uh, MISHTA offers a variety of services, whether it be financial counseling, uh, our counselors do, I should say, whether it be financial counseling, foreclosure and tax um, you know, services, even disaster relief, housing counseling or homeless counseling services. Our network of agencies throughout the state are, are there. We work with 35 total housing counseling agencies, but they cover every county throughout the state of Michigan. 
by going to Mishta's website, mishta.gov, and then forward slash uh, housing counseling, you can, or homeownership, you can uh, view that information and learn more about whether it be the Mishta mortgage products or finding a local counselor in your area. We have a, um, a housing counseling uh, search tool that you can pull up by county and you can view all of the um, housing counseling agencies that provide services in that area. Well, when this episode is published, I'm going to make sure the information about mishta.gov is included in the episode Mm -hmm. show notes along with the HUD exchange because I think it's really important and necessary information. And even for individuals who are listening to this, if they don't even have a direct connection to it, I think there's so much value in this information. It really paints a picture as to what's going on in our communities, both positive and negative. I think home ownership, I think housing counseling, how we are doing there gives you an insight that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I, yeah. I just find so much value, not only in this information, but um, I really appreciate your passion and your commitment to this work. And I want to thank you for joining me today on A Passion to Serve, Veronica. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and you know, if there's any questions or concerns, I would be happy to filter those. So thank you. Thank you for listening to A Passion to Serve with your host, Don Kutnicki. You can follow A Passion to Serve on Spotify or subscribe to the sites that carry the podcast, such as Apple, Anchor, and Radio Public. Until next time.